Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. Uh, in this series, we speak with some of the leading agencies, technology providers, and consultants in customer channel and brand loyalty. You get a perspective on what they are seeing in the industry, uh, what's driving unique experiences, enhancing engagement, but most importantly, impacting customer loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Eric Lobliner. He's the Chief Client Officer at Cataboo. How are you today, Eric? I'm good, good. Happy Monday morning. Uh, same thing to you. Uh, hopefully all is well. Uh, with these, we'd like to start them on a more personal level. So we'd love yeah. to know a little bit more about you, your current role at Cataboom, maybe uh, a few roles uh, prior, what you did and how long you've been in the loyalty customer experience space. And uh, it would be great to know. Yeah, no, I'd lo uh, love to share. So I've been at Cataboom now since January. So, I mean, it's been about 10 months, been really exciting. And you know, um, prior prior to to Cataboom, um, you know, I did something in between for for a short while. But you know, I helped build and grow Prize Logic Company, probably a lot of people in the industry are familiar with, um, for almost fourteen years. And so, in many ways, that was you know, you know, my baby uh, for for a long time. And it was exciting to build help build that company from essentially zero to you know a significant company. You know, sold twice, um, just some banner clients. Um, you know, so it, it, it was an exceptional uh, company, an amazing group of people. And, and I know that we're all proud of all the things that we did and some of the, you know, massive things that we built over the years. And, you know, prior to that, you know, I really had a, a, a big background in shopper marketing, uh, working for the Mars agency prior to that, actually working on the, uh, you know, uh, the retail side as a buyer. And so, you know, I have a, a strong lineage in retail shopper marketing and then uh, promotions, building and managing promotions on the on the agency side. And then obviously, you know, 14 years at PrizeLogic doing national consumer promotions and, um, you know, loyalty programs and everything. And then it really kind of give me a great foundation to come into Cataboom, understanding now we have this amazing gamification platform and like, what can we do with it? And how do we help? And how do we help differentiate in the marketplace? And I think, you know, I came into a company that was poised to just leap and uh, the technology set, the product and the team is now on the field. And I think we're, we're, we're really in the right place to do that. So I'm excited to be here. That's great. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with Cataboom, uh, I know you support brand customer loyalty efforts. Uh, can you give us a brief overview of what you guys do, you know, how you do it, what industries you support and uh, how you support them? Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a broad question. So I could answer that question in three minutes or 33 minutes. We'll go with the three minute answer, but I mean, we have a, we have a gamification pricing and, and promotions platform, right? So it's a true platform where, you know, if we want to take 15 minutes of this call, I could actually build you a working promotion. Me, I'm not a developer, right? So it's a really, it's a really amazing platform that we could, we, we can do all sorts of powerful things. So we have a library of over 200 existing game mechanics. We have the ability to build custom games. We just did a really great one for a, a huge QSR. Um, and then we also have a, a, a really, really, really powerful pricing and promotions engine. And coming from you know my, my history, um, I really understand that industry really well. And the things that we can do with our, our pricing and promotions engine from instant wins to fastest fingers and all these kind of different custom configurations is is almost unlimited. And so the ability for clients to now have a toolbox of things to do to capture, engage and motivate consumers in very contemporary ways and help cut through the clutter is, is really what we do. 
Okay. You, you touched on gamification. It's a very germane, relevant topic uh, for customer loyalty, especially as and the economy has softened or at least changed for a number of the brands. But gamification is one of those terms that uh, has a number of uh, kind of definitions, and I'm not sure if there's an agreed upon definition of it. Uh, so we'd love to know how you define gamification. And also, have you seen the definition of gamification change in the last two to three years, or is it, has it been pretty static? It's, it, it, I think if you ask different people, it's going to mean different things, right? If I go ask a 15-year-old a gamer, they're going to look at gamification very different than, than my wife or maybe, you know, somebody who's in loyalty marketing. Um, I actually talked about at some point, like, is it the right thing name for what we do? And, and I actually think it, 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 it very much so is because that's what marketers think about it. Um, and, and while gamification could mean so many different things, it could be Xbox or PlayStation, it could be, you know, AI and, and, and or augmented reality and all these different things. Um, in the world, if when, when you break it down to the context of gamification, it's how do we get people to engage in some kind of a mechanic, have a little fun, have some 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 kind of an, of a digital experience, right? Um, the reason we use the word game mechanics because it's yes, it can be a game, it can be for fun. It also can be, you know, educational. Think of it as like trivia or a poll, right? So the idea of gamification, while it's broad, when we contextualize it within loyalty and consumer engagement, it's a, it. I, I really look at it as kind of it's, it, you know, going back to really old schools like carrot and stick, and so we're the carrot, right? The gamification becomes the carrot to give people a reason to engage. When you add in the prize and promotion, you now um, what we do is we create a value exchange, right? I'm getting somebody to now spend 60, 90, 120 seconds with my brand, maybe more than they used to. And now I have an incentive to do so. And the consumer goes, wow, I have a chance to win this prize, to have this experience. Is it worth my while to now spend this 90 or 120 seconds? And when you get that equation right, that's when these things really sing. Excellent. Uh, customer loyalty is another uh, term that has a uh, kind of number of uh, definitions. And, uh, and one of the things we're trying to do at Loyalty360, uh, we have a new advisory board and committees. We're trying to help define uh, some of these terms that are out there. When you when you hear customer loyalty, what does customer loyalty mean to you? And what does it mean to Cataboom and potentially the clients that you work with? Yeah, it's a, it's a- it's a huge question, right? Because I think it's it's another one of those evolving things. I don't know if it's as it's maybe as broad as gamification itself, but you know, I think customer loyalty. There's there's a lot of loyalty programs. I think a lot of them. I, I don't know if they they truly connect with people. I, I think when you think about loyalty, it is it's a good loyalty engagement program is an exchange, right? The, the brand is getting something from the consumer and the consumer has to be getting something from the brand and it has to have that value between the two of them. I actually think the best loyalty programs, when I've looked at this from, you know, I used to do a lot more in loyalty strategy when we were building, you know, loyalty programs in my past, but it, they really kind of go into five buckets. So you have your transactional, you have your rational, you have your emotional, you have your promotional and you have your aspirational buckets. And when you really start to get, really, when you, if you sum those up, it's like, how do we connect with the head and the heart of consumers, right? How do I, how, how does, how does my, my connection to your brand be more than just like, oh, I went and bought my sandwich and I got a, a punch and I know when I get some number of punches, I get a free sandwich. Like it's got to be more than that, right? Because that's not loyalty. That's just rewards. And so do I think when you connect with these other facets um, and the, and if you think of those five, those five components, 
the, the size of those pie shit, pie pieces could be different for each brand. But when you get that right, now you start to connect with both the head and the heart. Yeah. When you look at customer loyalty, uh, mm-hmm. it's obviously becoming more important for brands. Uh, you know, as we uh, kind of prep for this, you talk about some things you're seeing within the industry. You know, when you work with your clients to build a successful customer loyalty program, you know, what are you doing? How are you doing that? And are things a little different now uh, with some of the things your clients are asking for you? And you know, are there a couple examples of, of client work that that is that's working well? Yeah, and I think yes. That you know, obviously, we're not managing the whole loyalty program, but we're 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 in many cases we're very involved in the program and how how this is how gamification and promotions are a piece of that program and how it's driving it. So, you know, we see in many cases where we're part of the planning, right? Because you, yes, you need your very traditional earn, track, redeem, you know, you know, components in your, your, your catalog, but how brands are using gamification to do things around tent pull events, how we're driving, uh, using it in very sophisticated ways to drive new member acquisition, lapsed user engagement, um, very common and and just kind of really fly into the forefront is sponsorship activation, um, where they have sponsors and how they're pulling that into the loyalty program with gamification. Um, and another component is when they have partners and how they're using partners to, in some cases, even co-fund components of a of, of a of a component. So so our role within the loyalty program is now how we're going to kind of amplify it. Right, we're the amplifier. And brands are using us in some really, really smart ways. While on the outside, it's like, oh, that's a really nice spin the wheel game. But when you see it, when you understand why it's being done and who it's going to and why it's targeting them, um, it becomes actually very sophisticated. And there's a lot of great metrics on how they're driving very, very specific and measurable behaviors. Okay. Uh, last year, every year, you a state of customer loyalty research paper from brands, just understanding where they are in uh, their journey, what technologies or processes they're looking are at, and you know, an assessment of their program. Uh, last year, uh, going to, it was released earlier this year, but many brands are looking to redo, uh, enhance, augment their customer loyalty programs, uh, adding the invocation, adding proximity marketing, you know, adding CDPs to uh, allow potentially diverse data uh, insight. When you look at uh, you know what you're seeing, uh, what do you see from a brand perspective? Or what are they trying to add with, if they're looking at relaunches or updates? You know, is that something that you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I was on a couple calls last week where um, there's a couple consultants and, and partners that were calling, talking about you know brands that were replatforming, right? So brands, I think, are again, it, it doesn't affect us. We're we're Switzerland in that case, but where brands are looking at replatforming, they're trying to find the right platform that's going to support what they want to do, um, that they have the right tool set and flexibility in order to um, enable that for their brand. And I think the idea of having the right platform, the right partners. So, you know, I think brands are being very selective at um, having the loyalty platform and having the other integrations, us being one of them, right? On how they do it, right? That is, how do I have the right CDP? How do I have the right system around CRM and mechanics? And some brands, it's around SMS as an add-on. But, you know, gamification, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of blessed to be able to have that opportunity, but, you know, we, we're getting those calls in many cases too, to be a, a piece of that puzzle and how yeah. brands are re-envisioning their program. Uh, and I'm sure you've heard this uh, idea of CS sameness. It's that there's a belief, especially from the brand side, that they uh, think that their program is very similar to 
uh, others in the market, right? They're looking to differentiate it. Sometimes they think that the competitors' programs are even better. When you look at the sea of sameness uh, within the customer loyalty industry, you know, is that something that you see? And you know, how can brands address this? I, I very much so. You know, I, I'll look at it through the, my, the the lens of Aaron, the consumer, right? Like I have, you know, it being in this space, I think we all do, right? I have umpteen apps on my phone, loyalty programs, and I have a I have a QSR folder, I have a retail folder on my phone, and you know, I, I can Matt, I can tell you, most of the QSR ones are the same, right? Sorry, love all you all out there, but like most of them are fairly the same, right? They're highly transactional. Um, you know, they don't, they, you know, it, it is a sea of sameness, right? They, you know, you, again, you're buying 10 sandwiches and you're getting a, you know, maybe a free sandwich at some point. Sometimes I don't even know what it is. I think the brands that are starting to, to, to really stand out there and disrupt, like, what are the things that you're doing throughout the year, throughout somebody's experience to be a little different, to, to personalize that, to make me, whether it's really personalized or I feel as a consumer that it's personalized kind of does the same thing, right? Perception is reality. You know, there there are brands like Chipotle that I think do a really great job, right? Their the UI is terrific. You know, I think it feels good. I know they have a promotional overlays and they do a lot of special things. And frankly, it's not even even a client we're working with at this point. But the, the you know, as an example, like in this space, like there are brands that do a really good job of differentiating and and standing out in that sea of sameness. But I think there's there there are many many brands that have opportunities to do things. And I think I think brands. My perception is brands feel like the the cost of entry to start to go beyond that is very high. When I think with with tools in, in, across the space, ours being one of them, are probably the, the cost of entry is far lower than they might actually think. Okay, excellent. And if you look at and you look at the the technology landscape, very complex, uh, becoming more so. Uh, brands are looking for best in class technology stacks. Uh, AI, proximity marketing, and machine learning, gamification. When you look at some of these new technologies, gamification being something that you're intimately familiar with, you know how can brands use them to augment their customer experience, customer loyalty strategies? Well, I think there's a there's a there's a part of it where the you know what I like to to look at, and when we were when I was built writing loyalty strategies at the last place is, that, you know, there, there, there's a part of it where you don't want to keep retraining the consumer's behavior. You have your core loyalty structure, right? Get people to do that. I think weaving in things like gamification so consumers can know how to expect it. The experience is, cons- is similar in each space is great. And then and then I think you need to have those surprise elements for the, you know, e- e- different components are going to be different for different brands, but having an augmented reality for certain brands, having those kind of infusions of things that Surprise people, catch them off guard, give them a reason to pay attention to your brand, have some fun, right? It's okay to have fun for most brands, right? If you're a medical brand, okay, maybe, you know, certain brands don't have fun, but most brands, you know, you can have a little bit of fun. Um, and I think what you start to see is having engagements that that can be fun and light, give them a reason to pay attention, have a reason to to open that, that in-app notification or your email um, are really starting to cut through the clutter. So yeah, there, there, are, there are applications like augmented reality, not our part of the business, makes sense for some brands, doesn't make sense for every brand. But when you can start to do things that give consumers a reason to pay attention beyond just, again, earn, track, redeem, I think, I think those are the brands that, start, that are starting to, to break through that sea of sameness. 
Absolutely. Uh, and when you look at uh, the next big thing, uh, you know, technology is a big piece of that. Is there something that you think is kind of the next big thing for technologies and tools uh, that brands can use in their customer experience and customer loyalty strategies? I'm not, I don't know if there's, in my mind, if there's a thing, you know, I, I think that a common thread we're all hearing about, um, you know, I was out at grocery shop a, a, a couple of weeks back and that was, uh, you know, it, it, they're the same as we've been in these conversations. The idea of personalization keeps coming up more and more. I think having tools to do things, I don't know, personalization is the next big thing, uh, but, but the idea of having things that can be personalized, having ways to do that, something again, whether it's, truly personalized or it feels like to consumers like it's personalized that's probably an area that is a rich in conversation today but also is still very rich in opportunity so i would say that that would be at least an area of focus i don't know if it's the next big thing so to speak but it's a big thing okay uh, are there uh, programs uh, from a customer loyalty perspective you admire that, that you find yourself loyal to you, you referenced uh, chipotle a little earlier you know there are one or two programs that you are you know loyal to yeah, um, I, I, it's true. I, I, I do feel our friends in in Seattle at Amazon do a particularly great job with Prime, and and I, you know, I would argue that's a a loyalty program, right? They, they you know, just the value exchange. And go back to what I had talked about a few minutes ago. I think you know, at least as a consumer, I feel like I have a lot of value from what what Prime gives. Um, I've been a Marriott Bonvoy member for a long time. I think. As much from uh, personal as business use, I may actually be at the ambassador level by the end of this year. If you, that that that's that's quite an achievement. Um, I've never gotten there, but I think they they've they've done a great job with their program because I do feel valued when I walk into the to the to the the hotel. Right? They treat me different. They talk to me. I get the app works terrifically well. I know my status. People love status, right? Everybody wants to be a VIP. They've now done all sorts of fun things with points and you can spend them. And there's like, you know, I think it's like one point giveaways. So they've done a really nice job with, with their program um, in that space. And I think there's others that that continue to really innovate. Brands like 7-Eleven have a, a really great program. Um, where they've done all sorts of fun overlays and regional overlays and and stuff like that, and then uh, probably what my my favorite now I've been part of it since day zero at my last company, and we're we're still involved here is is T-Mobile Tuesdays. I still think that program is is a bellwether. It um, does so many great things nationally. They've the ability now to do uh, more regional and geo specific things. Um, gamification is a big part of the platform. And I think there's the, the, a program like that so many brands could learn from and how to create, you know, the right kind of engagements and give people a reason to engage every week. So those, those are those are a handful, I think, are, are best in class. Awesome. And when you look at uh, kind of going forward for Cataboom, any uh, ideas or last minute thoughts about uh, some things you may be looking to do uh, going into 24? Um, the one thing I, I, I've, I've learned from our product team as I've been here now, like I said, 10 months is I love what we do. And one of the lessons is, is as we develop new games. And so we have a pipeline of new games. I think we've launched already six new games this year as part of our, our innovation plan. But what, what they've told me is like, when we come up with new games, and I think it's just the mindset is everything we do is not to train new behaviors. What do we, how do we leverage a behavior that consumers already know in the industry, right? So just a simple example, we came up with a game called Swipe It, Swipe Left, Swipe Right. Like we all know swiping from whether it's Tinder, I've been married for over 20 years, so I, clearly I don't know Tinder, but but the idea of everybody knows swiping, right? And so that kind of understanding of 
not retraining behavior and doing mechanics in a platform like ours that integrate with loyalty platforms. So when consumers go to engage, you don't have to put on the training wheels all over again. That is, I think, a really huge insight that brands need to remember that we want to keep it simple. We want to do things that people already know and love. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for uh, the very unique insights. Uh, yeah. Great to more about you and, and uh, the offering. And now it's time for the infamous, or almost infamous, infamous quick fire questions. So, right. uh, looking forward to these. Right. Uh, what's your favorite word? Well, I can't say it. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I would say uh, the uh, my, I, I love I love compete. I love to compete. Competing in life. Cool. Uh, what is your least favorite word? Can't. Uh, what excites you? Um, winning and competing. I've just been in sports and competition my whole life. And you could ask my brother, but like, it never ends. Uh, what do you find tiresome? Excuses. What profession would you, uh, like to attempt if you weren't in your current possession, uh, uh, <laughs> field? Yeah. People who know me already know this, but uh, so I love sports and athletic training. It's a personal passion. It'll probably be what I do when I retire. I just love that. Okay. Uh, what profession would you avoid? Well, I, I couldn't be like a surgeon or a doctor because I, I watch like all the TV shows like this. So I couldn't do that. Okay. Uh, who inspired you to become the person you are today? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know if there's a person, I would say my mother was a big influence. She was, uh, she, you know, grew up tough. My, she was actually, in, uh, in, in the IDF in the Israeli army when she grew up, she was a five foot two badass. Um, and, um, you know, so I learned a lot from her and actually my younger brother, uh, Mark has been a big influence in his success in his companies and just all those kind of influences of people just like work hard. Don't take no for an answer. Okay, excellent. Um, and what you typically think about at the end of the day? You know, I just, I, I, I always, I like to go back at the end of every day and, and I think about all the blessings that we have in life. Uh, I have, I have an amazing family, great friends, you know, you know, just the blessings of being at a at, at great work environment and people that I, I love to work with every day. And that's what I think about, reflect of all the great things we have in life. It's not the stuff. I don't care about the stuff or the cars or the like, but it's the people and the relationships. That's what I actually think about every single day. And how do you want to be remembered by your friends and family? I think people that know me know that I'm a little bit silly. This is about the most serious I've been for, you know, 25 minutes here. But um, I love to have fun. I love to enjoy life. And, and I, I really hope people would look and go, you know what? Aaron, Aaron gave a damn. He, 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 he worked his ass off. But boy, he'd like to have a good time and crack a joke. So that's who I am. Excellent. Uh, well, Aaron, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us again today. It was uh, great getting to know more about you and Cataboom and look forward to hearing more from you in the coming year. So yeah. thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to the whole Loyalty 360 community. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for taking the time to listen. Uh, make sure you join us back for our next edition of Loyalty Live. Until then, have a great day.